Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mark Kester, and I'm with the Players NIL. Welcome to my podcast. Today, we bring back for a second time a young man that I think highly of uh, in the world of name, image, and likeness, specifically in the technology aspect. And so before we get going, I just want to welcome Zach Novoselsky. Zach, welcome back to the podcast. I appreciate it. It's great to be back. So a lot has changed since our first conversation on the field and off the field, as they say. And we'll get into the off the field stuff in terms of business. But on the field, we've announced our partnership. Uh, BuzzU is now the technology partner for the Players NIL and vice versa. We are the education partner for BuzzU. So thank you for that. And I'm excited to uh, talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it and see where it takes us in the future. And uh, I can't wait. Cool. Well, you know, I want to get to the product, but help our audience understand from an entrepreneurial standpoint, a little bit of your journey and how you envisioned BuzzU and when it started and what that process was like. And during that uh, conversation, I want to hear how you picked the name BuzzU. Yeah. So a little bit of background. Uh, I went to play football at Western Michigan University uh, for five years, graduated in 2019 uh, and had the entrepreneurial bug bite me. Right. And started a few companies. The opportunity that I saw about 12 months ago uh, was with NIL. And I realized as a former college athlete uh, who still uh, keeps in touch with with former teammates of mine who are playing that a lot of those college athletes weren't going to have the opportunity to monetize off of their name, image, and likeness uh, like it was promised uh, across the country. Uh, and I started to realize that they needed tools and they needed something to help them uh, close these deals. And if they don't know how much they're worth and they don't know what their marketability is or how to leverage their platform, they were really hopeless. Uh, and if, if an opportunity comes up to you, how do you know you're getting what you're worth? How do you know that this is fair? How do you know who to talk to, how to leverage, how to negotiate any of those different things, right? Uh, and since those that 12 months ago, uh, different tools have come out in the form of uh, compliance, two-sided marketplaces, uh, education, uh, and different tools. But the data was the side that really uh, captured my attention. So what we've done in the last 12 months is create these unique algorithms to figure out local marketability rates, which we call our buzz scores, so that players uh, and companies alike can leverage uh, their platforms. So uh, how we picked BuzzU, uh, an interesting story. The first question that I started to ask is, how do you know who everyone's talking about? Uh, and how do you know who's buzzing and who's top of mind? Uh, and it, it quickly became apparent that that buzz, that buzzword was something I wanted to stick with. Uh, and then university buzz you uh, sort of came together. So uh, it was a name that stuck and it's been great to, to uh, continue to build out the brand. Well, it's a catchy name. And with that history of how you chose it, it makes sense. Go back and tell me, what does local marketability rate mean? Yeah, so the top question that I wanted to solve was, how do you tell who's most marketable in each college town? What if you could put a number behind that? Uh, you, you can go on Twitter and you can go on social media or look at 
or look at stats to figure out who's most popular, who's the biggest name in the college town. But what if you could truly quantify it and be able to leverage deals off of that quantifiable number? Uh, and so the local marketability rating uh, takes into account a couple different areas of data. So the first one is how you're performing on the field. So your, your stats. And so this goes off of whichever sport we're talking about, whether that's football, volleyball, basketball, and quantifies how you're playing on the field. The second one is social me media metrics and analytics. Uh, and so what we're doing there is we're measuring how other people are talking about these athletes. Uh, that's different than other metrics that you may have seen, which measure these athletes as social media influencers and specifically go off of how big their platform is. Well, nowadays you can manipulate that, right? I can pay $5,000 and have 20,000 followers and a bunch of people commenting on my, on my profile, but that's not really how marketable you are. So this measures how other people are talking about you and the sentiment analysis along with it. So how are they talking about you? What words are they using with your name in it? Uh, and then lastly is search engine analytics. So we're measuring how often people are looking up these athletes in articles for their stats, their height, their weight, anything that has their name attached to it, uh, both over the past month and over the past year, to measure relevancy. All four of those different data pools get pulled into our uh, unique algorithms to pump out local marketability rates for athletes across the country. Sounds like a bunch of technical jargon, but the bottom line is uh, the way I've described it to people is in some ways it's a credit score for athletes on a social level, right? So no, in no. other words, and it goes up and down, correct? Tell us how that works. Yeah, so it gets updated every single week. And what we've done is made it very simple to be able to figure out how marketable am I and how is that changing and how can I capitalize on that? So it's almost like that credit score for athletes to be able to monetize and capitalize off of performing well, off of other people talking about them or off of social media analytics. How do you distinguish between Western Michigan and the University of Michigan? Different markets, different level of exposure. How do you account for that? Completely different markets and exposure. You're, you're correct there. Uh, what we wanted to do is make it independent at each school. Uh, we have national scores where you can then compare and contrast across the country of the top players. However, with NIL and with, with where we see it going, we see local deals and local marketability being the key factor. The one, top 1% 1 that are represented by agents and doing deals with Nike and Gatorade and Chipotle, they have representation who knows how much they should be worth and how much they should be asking for. That's not who we're looking to help. We're looking to help the 99 other percent of athletes across the country. Uh, and how we're doing this is going business to business with compliance, with education, with collectives to give them this data in order to help their customers, which are the athletes and the brands, uh, monetize and leverage these local marketability rates. How can the athlete look at this score and improve it? Yeah, I think that's something that. Um, it's a key question that, that hasn't been solved as of yet. I have a lot of conversation with athletes, uh, with former teammates of mine and said, okay, when something great happens, when you have a great game, you score a touchdown, you, you have a, a breakout season, where do you go and what do you do? Uh, and the answer is I run to Twitter and I want to see who's talking about me. Right. And my question was, 
well, okay, Twitter's great, but how do you monetize off of that? And how do you actually jump on the opportunity to say, I'm going to make money from other people talking about my name? Uh, and so that's where the buzz scores can actually prove here's why I'm so marketable. And here, based on my team, my sport, where I'm at in the country, my conference, uh, and here's why we should do a deal. Uh, and so that's where you finally have something behind what you're offering to these companies instead of just the fact that we can do a deal now, because that's something that we've seen with NIL is, okay, it's legal, but what's the ROI? How do I prove my worth? How do I show a company that we should actually do a deal and it makes sense for us to pair up? That's been, that's been the thing that's stopping a lot of these deals. And that's where buzz scores can alleviate that. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what's going on. And I know that tomorrow this could change in NIL, but Tell us about where BuzzU is, with your partnerships, your relationships, your business model, and how it's going. Yeah, so first of all, we're so excited to, to partner with the Players NIL uh, to be the official education partner. Uh, one thing that we've seen from the Players NIL and what, and what you're doing uh, is that the two very underutilized spaces of NIL that I've seen so far after all my conversations is one, education, and then two, data. Uh, from where NIL took off, a lot of companies sprouted up to take advantage of the opportunity and the money flowing into the space, whether that's um, the collectives at every school, which there's over 60 as of today, uh, or the two-sided marketplaces that seem to pop up daily and offer um, both athletes and brands opportunities to pair up and make deals. Uh, the two like I said, the two aspects that I think were, were kind of put on the back burner were one, education, and then two, data. And here's why. I think that over the past 12 months, it's gotten a lot more clicks and a lot more hype and a lot more views to be able to come out with an article that says, we've got $2 million to back our collective, or we just raised $4 million for our two-sided marketplace, and we just did a deal with a top athlete for $1.2 million. Those type of headlines get a lot of views and traction. However, if the goal of NIL was to help student athletes from the get-go, are they truly being helped as a majority? That 100%, not talking about the 1%, the top 50 players who are getting huge seven, six, five-figure deals. I'm talking about the 99% at the smaller school or not at the Texas or Oklahoma's of the world or Ohio States. What about everyone else? Are they being helped? And is that truly what's happening right now? And if that's not the case, then it's going to drive a lot of people out. And those are some of the conversations that I've had so far with, with people who I'm talking to in the industry is it can turn ugly uh, before it clears up. And so that's where I think that education and data truly put the power into the player's hands. Education-wise, because now they can make informed decisions, whether that's from a legal standpoint, a financial literacy standpoint, building a brand so that after they're done playing sports, they can continue to be successful. Uh, and then a data standpoint to say, you know what, I have all this information behind me of why I'm worth what I'm worth and can now navigate the system where if you don't, you're really truly flying blind. So I think if you don't have data and education, you're really at an inherent disadvantage and if 99% of the country is at that disadvantage, then who is NIL truly helping? Yeah, I mean, couldn't have, couldn't have said those words better myself. And it's why our companies are aligned because, you know, I still believe, you know, in giving back to the student athlete and, 
as I've discussed on my podcast and you and I've talked about, you know, our mission is to use athletics to better our lives, which clearly we've been able to do and to better the lives of the people around us, which it could be our family, could be our friends, could be our teammates. In this case, it's student athletes across the country. And that's what's exciting to me. And education will always be a pillar, right? I don't care. Twitter comes and goes and Apple and, you know, Hulu and all these brands come and go, but, uh, you know, we're going to be here for the long haul and that's why we're similarly aligned. So give, uh, give me a little insight into what's happening in NIL currently and, and where you see it going. You got, you know, marketplaces, two-sided marketplaces is what you call them. You got collectives, you've got brands, you've got athletes, you've got administrators that are kind of up in the air. Uh, you got the NCA now coming back with some compliance concerns uh, give, me, give us a give our audience a little bit of insight of what you're seeing. Yeah, well, one thing quickly before before I go into that because it, it directly relates, but we're more excited than ever at BuzzU uh, to take this thing to market. Um, we have been internally adding uh, to our team and stacking our roster uh, in order to be able to offer. Uh, these products and services to those two-sided marketplaces and collectives as well. So we're, we're extremely excited for where we're at uh, and continuing to build off of that. So directly related to that is the industry as a whole. And I think that we've seen some shakeup uh, with some of the articles that have come out about collectives and pushing rules back and, and changes that could be coming. Uh, I think that you're going to start to see in the next 12 to 18 months, best practices come out. Uh, what you've seen so far is tons of companies sprout up uh, where they can get funding, a million, two million, three million dollars uh, of backing into the industry because it's exciting uh, and it's new and there's opportunity. Uh, but inherently over the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to see acquisitions and mergers. You're going to see uh, changes to whether it's the top companies buying up other companies. There's not going to continue to be 300 plus uh, NIL companies in the space. It's just not, it's not feasible. Uh, and so that's what I think we're going to start to see. And that's why these two-sided marketplaces place such a high value on bringing as many athletes and as many companies onto their platform as possible because they want to gobble up market share and create these deals and increase the value of their companies. However, my, my question is for an athlete and, and the people who it's truly supposed to help, if you have all these choices for two-sided marketplaces and you look to join five or six of them and don't get any deals on them because they're focused on gaining as many athletes and gaining as many businesses into their ecosystem as possible is, do you run the risk of them thinking NIL is not for me? Uh, where all of a sudden, okay, I haven't gotten any deals from all these different platforms who are getting everyone else deals. It's just not, I'm not marketable enough or I can't do this. And that's where marketplaces and collectives can set themselves apart through the data where you personalize each individual athlete's brand to be able to not only monetize off of big, uh, big games and big moments, but every single day be able to say, here's what I'm worth. Here's my brand. I can sell myself instead of 
this marketplace or this collective has to hold my hand in order to make a deal. You now give them tools where they feel like I'm valuable, I can monetize, and I have my own brand. And that's where the, the two-sided marketplaces that we've talked to ha have really figured out, okay, we've got the athletes on our platform. We've got the companies on our platform. How do we close that last 5% of the deal making? And how do we make sure that more deals happen and that we can bring more value to both the brands and the athletes. And my answer to that is the data, is you need to accurately pair which brands are working with which athletes, and you need to give the data to the athlete to say, here's what I'm worth, here's why it's a great deal for me, and here's why it's repeatable to do in the future. Well, you know, I, nobody really knows, but you have a really good pulse on what's happening, a hand on the pulse, and I'm sure that most of what you're saying is probably gonna to come to fruition because you know what you're talking about. And, you're one of the bright young companies in this business. You're one of the bright young entrepreneurs in this business. <clears throat> I wasn't a very good athlete, but I was good at picking good athletes. And uh, I'm glad that I picked BuzzU and I'm glad BuzzU picked us to partner in this journey. I'm excited for where it takes us. In a couple months, we'll give an update on where we're at as we both launch our products and we start to gain traction and share with the world what we've learned and hopefully create more opportunities for student athletes. So, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. I want to thank you for partnering with the Players NIL. And I wish nothing but the best to you and to the BuzzU team. No doubt. Well, I appreciate it. The Players NIL and BuzzU uh, package is coming soon and the sky's the limit. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks.